Hello and welcome to Hikes of Happiness with me, Georgia. Um, this is episode two. Um, I got some good feedback from the first episode um, talking about growing up with grief. Um, one of the feedback I did get was, I'm so far away from the mic, which is funny because the person that says this to me has a go at me for being too loud. <laughs> So I can never win with him anyway. Like, I can never win with him anyway. I'm either too loud or too quiet. <laughs> um, but basically, I'm doing this from my phone. So my I've not got all the fancy equipment. I'm not a Joe Rogan podcaster or a Sofa Cinema Club podcaster. I don't have my own. I have my own studio. I just don't have my own equipment just yet. But hopefully, hopefully soon if I get the viewers up and people enjoy what I'm talking about. Um, so this um, this podcast was kind of um, like a self-help for me. Um, as I mentioned last week, I took myself off social media. Um, I wasn't even able to promote the podcast very well. Um, I put it on TikTok because that's my most followed thing um, and then I deleted TikTok again but yeah I just kind of wanted to spend maybe once a week just talking through things that I've been through or that I've seen people go through um yeah so basically today I'm gonna be talking about heartbreaks which is a really funny one for me because I've not dealt with it at all <laughs> Because I don't know how to and nobody else does. So, like, there's no tablet out there. There's no class you can go to. There's no therapist you can go and see that specialises in a heartbreak. It all comes from within that person. Um, But I also believe that... Call me whatever you want to call me. But I also believe as well that the person who broke your heart will try and fix it and maybe in somewhat can but it has to come within yourself you have to love yourself so (laughs) I'm laughing because I still don't really I have my days where I and weeks where I don't believe this but how what in hell's chance have you got of being able to love someone else and let someone else into your life and see your most vulnerable side if you can't even love yourself, you can't look in a mirror and say, you're a boss bitch and you're fucking beautiful and then walk out and live the rest of your day. No one else is going to be able to tell you that you're a boss bitch and you believe it, which is hard because this is like, you will always listen to the insults that people give you. So for instance, if somebody was to call me fat, which is my worst thing, I hate that word more than any swear word out there, I think it's the most derogatory thing you can call a person. But so if someone was to call me that, that would sit with me probably for the rest of my life. Whereas if my boyfriend was to turn around and say, oh, you look beautiful today, I'd hang on to that for like a second and then that'd be it, be gone. And it'd be, oh, you never compliment me because I can't hang on to good things because I don't believe them myself. Sometimes, like, I'll have my days where I will get up and I'll I'll look at myself and I'll think, damn, you're good. Like, I did it the other week. Um, I was listening to throwback songs because everybody loves a good throwback song. And then I caught myself in my full-length mirror and I looked at myself and I was like, girl. 
like damn <laughs> which was nice for a few hours it was nice to feel girl you look good <laughs> but I feel like the but the, the that can be then completely overrided by an insult but the one thing I've learned about heartache in the past and um, I have give other people this advice and I've heard that it helps um, with cheating mostly I'm, I'm mostly going to be talking about cheating because um, that was my biggest heartbreak I think um, but yeah definitely there's nothing you could do or couldn't have done to stop somebody cheating on you or betraying you or just basically being unloyal to you if you're airing out from day dot like what your feelings are on something how you feel it's then up to your partner to decide how they react with that I believe anyway other people may be different but I believe in a relationship the biggest thing is communication and if you don't have that communication what have you got? You've got nothing, basically. Um, but yeah, so there's nothing you could or couldn't have done. Like, if your partner or even your friend is going to betray you, that's on them. And that's sometimes really hard. I mean, I can only speak from my experiences as of now. Um, but I was cheated on. Um, and for a very, 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 very long time, a very long time, I blamed myself because I thought, well, if I was better or if I was prettier or if I was skinnier or if I was maybe, I don't know, a nicer person, am I not a nice person? He wouldn't have done that. No, no, bro, that bitch is, that that guy is going to do whatever the hell he wants to do. It's how you deal and how you react because, right, so basically one of the things that I like to stand by, um, quite strongly I stand by, is you're born alone, you stand alone, you walk alone, you die alone. There's only you, only you matter in this world. Like, only you, like, um, my partner said something quite profound a few weeks ago and it's kind of stuck with me is, you can be the villain in your own story or you can be the hero in your own story. It's you. It all starts from within. So when I was cheated on and I blamed myself, I feel like that's why I maybe forgive him so quick was because I didn't... I was young. <laughs> I didn't really think he'd done anything wrong for a long time. Um... And my heart was broke. It's like a mirror. So I get shouted out for saying this quote. But Lady Gaga said it in um, Telephone is a mirror will break. You can put that mirror back together and it will go back together. But you'll still see the cracks in the reflection. That is so true. Like I have a thing where trust is a massive thing for me. Like I can't understand why people would want to hide things from me because I feel like I'm quite a 
an open person. But then, after, but then in the same breath, I have hid things as well. So that was probably mine and my partner's biggest thing in our relationship, especially being so young as well. So I'll give you a bit of a I'll give you a bit of a backstory. This is my favorite story to tell. I'll tell everybody every day. <laughs> um, I we both just started at Oldham College. Um, he has he doesn't remember me, which I think he's really, really I think he's really bad. He doesn't remember me, but I remember saying. I remember looking at these two girls I was in class with and I remember saying to them, that boy's going to break my heart. And honestly, I swear down on everything I own, they were the words that come out of my mouth was that boy is going to break my heart. And sure as fucking hell he did. He did. Um, I love him. I love him to pieces, but I feel like a lot of our relationship was because we were so young and we didn't really know what we were doing in life or where we were going. And I feel like, in maturity levels, we were both, um, we were both at very different levels. Um, he was he was a young lad. He wanted to mess around with his mates, getting drunk, sleeping with anybody you could fucking find. <laughs> Whereas me, I've always wanted to just settle down and be with that one person. Like I believe there's one person for everyone. I I truly, truly, truly believe that there is one person that is your other half. So um, you might not always find that ha- that other half. I, and I believe in that as well. I believe that people can be mismatched. But I feel like there is somebody out there for everyone. Of course there is anyway, but I feel like there's somebody that was put out there for you and you was put out for them. So like me and my partner come from two completely different backgrounds. Like, we when we met when we met we had nothing in common and i mean like nothing he was a heavy screamer he was into um being out with his mates all the time listening to scream music playing his gigs playing instruments i didn't really like i was 15 i was in love with justin bieber for god's sake <laughs> like justin bieber at that point was my world and that was someone he couldn't he couldn't stand so when we first got together if you like there was nothing which is probably why we didn't last very long we only really lasted 10 days that time in college in college but we had nothing in common um but we matched we fully matched um we then got together a year or so later and it was it was difficult because I know I feel like I knew where I was at that point and I was kind of hating on him for not being in the same point in life. But in reality, looking back and thinking about it now, I had no idea what I wanted. No idea. I was trying to fill this hole in my heart from a heartbreak because my first heartbreak was my sister dying. Um, That was my first heartbreak. So my heart was already cracked. And I was hoping and praying that somebody would be able to come along and fill that. And I dealt with that a long time. Like for a long time, I used to feel like I wanted somebody to fill that hole. I wanted somebody to make me feel complete again and not not hurt and move on from that moment. So there was all there was a lot of pressure from my side on the relationship, almost definitely, that I wanted him to be something 
that he wasn't mature enough to be just yet are in the right frame of mind. I don't really want to go into it because I'll obviously be getting him on the podcast to maybe talk about all this sort of stuff himself. But we had two completely different upbringings, let's just put it that way. And I don't think he dealt with his upbringing at that moment. He was still going through that type thing. So when this girl would come along and was, I want this and I want that and I want this and I want that. And he couldn't, he couldn't function with that. So we left it a year. He did his thing. I did my thing. We got back in contact. We got back together. Fast forward. Um, Again, the first time he cheated on me, we was so... I don't know. I can't even I can't even explain it. It was mad. It was almost like we both didn't deal with it. I don't think he fully comprehended what he had done. In my eyes, I don't think he did. I really don't feel like he was able to comprehend right okay. She is a girl that is is the love of my life. I do adore her. I can't, I can't do this. I don't think that thought process ever crossed his mind, which is, an, which is another thing for me as well, is I don't understand why people do the things they do and have no, have nothing to say to them, like, stop and think about the people you're affecting. I do it, don't get me wrong. I've been selfish and I've been awful. But for the likes of breaking somebody's heart, I can't understand how somebody would want to go out there and break somebody's heart like that so when he went and did that again I was I was going through that is why 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 I'll never know why he'll never know why he ain't got a fucking clue <laughs> he'll never know why and it's not about it isn't about a why because honestly does it really matter the damage has already been done so it wasn't really that I needed to forgive him I needed to forgive myself for blaming myself for that for so long and hanging on to that for so so long but yeah fast forward now we're the happiest we've ever been (laughs) we're the happiest we've ever been we live together um he's doing his thing I'm doing my thing we've been together for nearly been living together now for nearly a year and it is it is hard don't get me wrong my heart is still it's it's like Lady Gaga says you can still see the cracks but as long as you love yourself and you spend, if you ever feel a moment, and I will say this, if you ever feel a moment, okay, when someone says to you or someone does something to you and you think to yourself, what have I done? What did I do? Resonate with that. And if for a moment or two, you don't know what you've done, you physically can't think, move on because it will consume your entire life. So you stop You stop that moment and you say to yourself, or your partner, or whoever it may be that has done this to you, stop. No, I didn't do anything wrong. This is on you. You made that conscious decision to go out and do that, knowing the repercussions. You then walk away. You then take some time and you heal yourself because trust me, that was the one thing I wish I'd have done more than anything was walk away and And it's took me till I'm, what, 25 nearly? I'm nearly 25 and I've only just decided now to take the time to love myself. So, and I'm trying to mend my broken heart because it's my broken heart. I allowed somebody to break it. 
Yes, they intentionally broke it knowing it would hurt. But I allowed myself to be consumed with that and probably lost a good few years of my teenage life in doing that because I felt like I was so much more far forward than anybody else. I wanted everything. I wanted to be married, kids, full-time job, house, the lot. Still at 17 years of age. I'd have been quite happy. I'd have been quite happy at 17 years of age to buy a house. Like, it doesn't... Now, looking back, looking back now, I think, right, I'm 25 years of age nearly. I've got no children. Yeah, I've got a flat, but I'm only renting. Why am I here? Why do I not just live my best life? Why do I not just disappear for a bit? And I have that freedom to do that where it's at 16, 17, because I was so consumed with heartbreak and guilt and everything else that goes along with being a teenager. I didn't think to do that. Um... So my my advice would definitely to be would be is live your best life. Wake up every morning, every morning, and before you go to bed every night, look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you're fucking beautiful. Cuz you are. You are. You are beautiful in your own way. Everybody, there's no I don't think. Okay. So I I believe in good looks and all that. <laughs> but I I honestly don't see looks as a thing if you're a beautiful person on the inside you could be you could be purple stinking as shit I will give you the time of day and that's what I feel like some people struggle to think is is I I grew up on an estate which is a it was a was a good estate was a very 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 nice estate but we had a lot of people on that estate that were stuck up their own asses because they had money so that was their perception and I used to hang around with this girl who lived facing me which is it's quite funny to think back now she wouldn't (laughs) this lad wanted to (laughs) it's funny looking back this lad wanted to take her out on a date okay and she was only like 15 16 at the time she was young it was just before I'd moved out she was young he drove he had a job it was it was it was wealthy. I swear on everything that God put on this earth, she did not go on a date with him because she didn't like his shoes. That to me is absolutely mind blowing. Like we used they used to have like street parties or they'd have like birthday parties. And I swear we were the only family that wasn't invited. My mum and dad didn't really see them or speak to them or anything like that because they were so far up their own asses. But so that's where I feel like I seen a different side to the world and was able to be like, right, okay, no beauty comes from within because no, I don't have all this money. No, my dad's not driving around with this. No, my dad's not paying for all my driving lessons and then buying me a car and then giving me money for my new house. Like I've I've always worked for what I've got always and don't get me wrong my dad has helped me to the hilt my mum has helped me to the hilt but I have always I don't see money as a beauty thing so I don't think I don't believe you can throw money at something and be happy so I don't believe that these people were genuinely happy with what they had but then again you've got to think that's all they ever knew they all all they ever knew was high-end high-class stuff but that isn't that in my eyes that isn't what makes a person what makes a person 
has definitely 100% got to be the beauty from within. If you pay me respect, if you need advice, if you're honest, we'll get along like a house on fire. But you've got to be within yourself. You've got to love within yourself. Like, you are beautiful. You are amazing. I'm going to say this. I, I don't care how many times I've said this through the podcast. I will keep saying it every fucking day. You are amazing. You get up and you slay at life. Whether you believe in God or whether you believe in whatever, somebody has made you open your eyes this morning and carry on living your best life. Somebody is giving you that chance every single time you open your eyes. Grasp that. Take that. Stop letting stupid shit break your heart. Like The minute you wake up in the morning, that is your opportunity. Somebody's giving you or something is giving you a lifeline to go and be the best version of yourself and go and be who you need to be and act how you need to act and see where it ends up. You can't, nobody else can do anything for you. You have to do it with yourself. It's the same with like addictions. So I can't really talk about this very much because I don't really know, but smoking and stuff like that. I was, when I was 15, 15, maybe a little bit older than that. Um, my mum and dad found out I was smoking and they was fuming. <laughs> um, none of my family have ever smoked um, other than my gran and granddad years and years and years ago before we was born, I think. Um, and my dad when he was a kid, but we've not really had smokers in the family. Um, and so when my mum and dad found out, I was getting bought chewing gums, patches, vapes, <laughs> And it was, you have, you have to do that yourself. You have to say to yourself, you have to be prepared to stop doing whatever you're doing. So you need to make that decision to say, no, I'm going to stop smoking now. No patches, no chewing gums is ever going to make you stop. And that is the same with your feelings. Nobody will ever be able to make you feel complete. And that's what I've learned in this nine, nearly nine years yeah, nearly nine years of knowing and being with my partner, who was my first proper boyfriend, was he doesn't control my feelings. He can't make me feel better. He can't make me feel bad. He can't make me feel happy. He can't make me feel sad. Only I can do that. So every time I, or every time he I think he's helping, I'll take that advice, but then I need to talk back to myself and say, how do you feel about that? You need to heal from you and from within because you'll never get anywhere in life. (laughs) You will never, ever, ever get anywhere in life. And also heartache and heartbreak is all part of life. So I also think as well is the way I've started to see things is everything that you go through everything that you've that, that's happened to you you always have to see a positive side in it um you have to always try and like if this happened so i.e a bad relationship okay if somebody is in a bad relationship and it really tears you apart and you break up from that person i believe one of the best ways to help yourself is to stop put that situation out in front of you see it for what it is and be like right okay if this didn't happen 
I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have now. I wouldn't have the warnings. I wouldn't have the strength. Because people can break you down. Like, I think mental abuse and emotional abuse is so much more worse than murder. So much more worse. Because I feel like words hurt. Like, I don't give a shit what anybody says. Words hurt. And it's how you deal and sometimes it don't get me wrong I'm really not saying this like oh I am the big I am and nothing anybody ever says to me hurts me and because I'm not trust me I'm the most sensitive person you'll ever meet sensitive person you'll ever meet someone says I got a big nose I'll cry for an hour <laughs> like I am but I also believe as well that and I don't so I don't understand how people can be so cruel sometimes like whether you had the intentions or not, you need to stop and think to yourself, would I like this if someone said this and treated me like this? Would I be okay with that? Because in arguments, we all say toxic things. Don't get me wrong, I've said some god-awful things that I regret for the rest of my life, out of anger. Um, And I'm sure people have said things to me that they regret. But when it's almost, you've just got to stop and think for a moment and think, Is it worth in this moment hurting someone? Really, like, what does it do for your existence to make somebody else feel shit? Like, if anybody knows the answer to that, please tell me. But I I don't understand what you get from life being... Excuse my language, being a dick. I don't... (laughs) I can't comprehend... um, It's like, so I've been watching... um, I've been watching some documentaries in the last few weeks, which I've had to stop doing because it's been really messing with my anxiety. Um, I suffer with, um, I don't even know what it is. Like, I don't even think it's got a diet. I've got, I've got death anxiety, but I don't fear death for myself. I fear death for other people, but I fear being hurt, whether that be physically or mentally or emotionally, but I don't fear death. I've just fear being hurt. So I was watching a documentary the other week. Um, Well, I wasn't even watching it. It was on in the background, really. It was a documentary about a young girl who had been acid attacked walking home from work. And that absolutely terrified me. It terrified the life out of me. Because when I went to Costco that afternoon, that was it. I was convinced I was going to get acid attacked. And that's what people do to other people. Like, people don't understand the ripple effects that it has on people. Now, I know I know this girl didn't go and do that thinking, oh, shit, sorry, I'm, I better stop doing this because I'm going to go and hurt a girl in, in, in Manchester who's sat on her own. But there is such a ripple effect on people. Like, people are so toxic and so... People's mindsets are so messed up. Like, me and my partner was talking about crime in America and England. Um, and he was saying about knife, uh, gun crime in America. And we was he was saying it's no different than knife crime in the UK. Well, it is, massively. Guns are there, okay? Guns are there for no other purpose than to either hurt or kill. That's it. That is all a gun is made for. A knife... You can cut your veg, butter your bread. Do you know what I mean? So there's a massive difference. So I can't understand how a country is allowing this to happen. Like, allowing people... I'm not saying... No, that's wrong to say. I'm not saying allowing it, but why not just ban guns completely? 
like, and I know we're kind of going completely off topic here, but <laughs> this has got nothing to do with heartbreak, but it's all to do with people and how I feel about people and how people have affected me and the world's affected me. It was like, it was the same with the Ariana Grande concert that happened in Manchester. I now, every time I go through Manchester, because I get the tram quite a lot, um, and it always goes through Victoria train station, is every time that tram stops at Victoria station, my stomach flips. I was literally 20 minutes away from that. And the pe- and God rest everybody's soul that um, was affected by that night. Um, but this is, this, this, that was one per. well, it wasn't just one person on his own, it was clearly a group of people, but that was one group of people out to destroy everyone. Why? What do people, what do people gain from that? Like, what do people, I don't, I've never been able to understand it. It's obviously going to be a really, really, really complex issue, obviously, and definitely maybe because it was a religious thing and I'm, I'm, don't really need to get into all of that but that's what I can't understand is why do people do these things why I don't and that's what that's what I spend every day doing with things so I'm really trying to learn to stop doing that and just carry on with my life and not let these other people affect my life or what I'm doing it is one of the biggest reasons I am not prepared to have a child at the moment because I don't want to bring a child into this world and it be the way it is. Like, through growing up and through being around the people that I've been around or the things I've seen on the news, like, the world... And I used to say, oh, the world's toxic. No, the world is not toxic. People are toxic. Everybody's toxic in some form of a way. Everybody has something in them that makes them mean. Whether that be you say a nasty thing or you've said a nasty thing or you've done something you shouldn't have done that's hurt somebody. Everybody has done that. But it's how you then stop and learn from these mistakes. So I was watching um, a documentary the other day about, um, it was called Killer Kids or something like that. It was in America. There was a young lad, 14, who went into his, went home one day from school, picked up a gun and shot his stepmom and his two brothers his reasoning behind that was because he wanted his dad to himself so he then spent some time in prison got out and re-offended so this is what I I don't how did you if you're if you're that sort of person and you I don't know because I've never murdered anybody but like is there not something in your mind that makes you think do I really want to do this and I know at 14 years of age that's obviously you're very young but I knew at 14 not to grab a knife to stab someone and I'm pretty sure like well everybody else I know has not done that at 14 I've never known anybody to do that but this is like this goes back to the same thing with gun crime as well is this is like this might this might come across wrong but I know what I mean when I say it is let me think let me think let me think how I can word this properly is society in America give that child an opportunity to do that now please anybody if I'm wrong please like 
correct me. <laughs> um, but I think that you all you have to do is go over to America, you do a couple of classes, you get a gun license, the guns allowed in your house, and it can lie anywhere in your house, like it's it lay on the kitchen side. You know, and I can't understand how a country is allowing that around children. Not saying that it was society's fault that made him do it, but it was society's partly society's fault. And again, I can do want to touch a little bit on the justice system because this is something I feel quite passionately about. So we've kind of gone off heartbreak now. <laughs> but yeah, basically the conclusion of being a heartbreak is wake up every morning and tell yourself you're a boss ass bitch and you got this. You got this. You're amazing. Do what you got to do. So yeah, um, I wanted to touch on the justice system a little bit. Um, so I, me and my partner went through um, a bit of a phase <laughs> where we were spending where we were spending a lot of time watching um online predator stings so basically it's um for anyone that doesn't know it's a group of people online who go onto dating apps and act as young kids um there's a very fine line between entrapment before anybody starts isn't it? it's never entrapment the predator always messages the decoy first always the the um, predator always um, initiates anything with the decoy. We like the decoys cannot ask for a meet. It has to come from the predator. They then arrange a meet. They then meet this person. They then air it out all over social media, and then they get them arrested. And I was watching one the other week of a lad. Um, I can't remember where it was. I, he was a fourth, listen to this, right? He was a fourth time re-offender, right? So by the time this team had caught him, he'd already been arrested and charged four times for this. For that exact thing they went and caught him for, okay? So he was on the sexual health, uh, sexual register. The, um, he had a shop order. Yeah, he had a shop order. He lived, right? This is this is what I'm going to say to you, okay? So this is the council. Bear this in mind. When that man was released for online sexual grooming of a minor, he was placed in housing where from his bedroom window he could see a nursery. He was seeing kids and this is something when I when we was watching it it was absolute explain that the justice system, that needs an explanation. You have just put, I'm getting quite passionate about it now, you have just put a man who, it's not as if he's done this once and moved away from it to a different country and changed his name and changed his life around. This is a guy who has done it for the fourth time and it has took a group of just people, just normal people that all do it voluntarily, they don't do it for anything, well, they do it to save our children, which I think is amazing, but they do it for no money. They're out there travelling six, seven hours away, keeping time away from their families and their children for something that the police could have done the first time this happened. And he was stood like He didn't give a shit. He was stood there like, I've been caught again. Been caught again. So that was another thing as well, so they were saying to him, you broke your shop order, you broke your shop order, which is basically, he's, so basically a shop order, I think his shop order entailed, he was not allowed to have any communication with anybody under the age of 16, 
No communication. So why the fuck did the council put him a minute away from a nursery? Like, you don't watch him 24-7. He's not on 24-hour surveillance. You do not. And this is what I can't understand. You're giving him... The justice system, in my eyes, gave him an opportunity to break that shop order. Like, I'm not saying... I'm not saying for a second that he shouldn't be able to control himself because trust me, this is all on him and he should be able to control himself. But what I'm saying is, how can the ju- how can the justice system say that they're there to protect? So the police were here to protect you. I do not feel like if I was in a situation where I needed the police, that I could phone the police and get the justice I needed. So say if I was attacked on the street, I don't, I don't feel like I could trust the police enough. It isn't the police because they're getting told what to do. It's the justice system. It's the government. It's absolutely screwed. Like, we live in a world where... I don't know. It's kind of like, yeah, it's okay. We'll just put a... Because a, you can only call them... You can only call them a paedophile when they've been convicted. You put a paedophile. He was a three-time, fourth-time offender. Right? You put a fourth-time offender, a foot, a, a, a pe- he's a paedophile, round the corner from the nursery. Where has these kids got any justice who can't speak out and who can't understand what's happening? They don't know what's going on. They haven't got a clue. This is what grooming is. It's manipulation. And you can manipulate a young child's mind as they are still learning. So the justice system put that person there and in my eyes was allowing that person to ruin other children's lives. And in my eyes, I believe they should be in trouble, maybe not just as much as he is, but they should be in trouble for what they do. And it should, they should be something, what the fuck are we paying tax for? What are we paying tax for? Somebody please tell me. Like the justice system in this country is absolutely insane. And it's no, it's no different in America, don't get me wrong. It's no different in America. The racial side of America is absolutely insane to me. I love America, right? I want to live the American dream. I want to live in America. I want to be American. And believe me when I say that the only reason, well, one of the only reasons, bar money, one of the reasons me and my partner don't go to America is because he's scared to walk down the street. Now, somebody explain that. Somebody tell me. Somebody sits at how? He's scared to walk down the street as a young black lad in America. Where does that... I it's absolutely mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. I've... I've... I'm going to touch on this a little bit because I'm not... I don't, I don't, I don't know enough about it. But what I will say is, I don't understand racism, okay? I never, ever, ever have. My partner sat and tried to explain it and it's come... It's turned into a little bit of an argument because he doesn't he lives it, he's lived it, he's heard it, he's felt it, I've never felt it, I've never felt a racial attack, I've never ever ever been targeted for the colour of my skin and imagine he can't go on, he he feels like he can't go on holiday because the police who were there to protect would harm him for the simple fact he's he's a lad of colour. And that is what's so wrong with the world. That's why 
because we do, we're not protected by it. This is what I mean when I say you've only got yourself. You cannot rely on anyone or anything. Nothing in this world is perfect and I understand that and I get that. But I don't, with the justice system that's there to protect, how is it so backwards? How is it so messed up? How do we not get help? And it's the same with the, it, well, with the George, the George Floyd case. Is I spoke to my partner about that quite a few times and I can't get it. I don't understand. Well, why did they do it? Well, because he's black. But why does that matter? And I know that sounds so like, not blunt as such, but like, why does that matter? Like, honestly, why does that matter? I don't understand how you can... This is what I'm saying about looks. You'll perceive a person because of the colour of the skin. And I can't understand that. They could be the most beautiful soul in the world. Beautiful soul in the world. And nine times out of ten, they probably are the most beautiful soul in the world. In their world. But you, but people can't see past the outside. It's like you say, don't judge a book by its cover. Most people won't read a book if the cover's not appealing. So most people won't give somebody the time of day unless they look a certain way. And I've never been able to understand that because who sat there and said, this is the ideal person? Who, who is that? Who is ideal? You're all ideal in your own different ways. You're all ideal in our own worlds. So to, 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 to judge and take someone in George Floyd's case, to take somebody away from their family and their kids while that man was begging for his mum because of the colour of his skin, I will never be able to get my head around. And no matter how many people try and sit and talk to me about it, I will never be able to understand why. There's no amount of time in prison that person can do, or them people can do, that police force can do, I'm sorry. There's no amount of money they could throw at the family. I will never, ever, ever be able to get my head around why. That was a fully grown man begging for his mum begging for his mum but because he wasn't as of col- as the same colour of you he deserved to die like who fucking died and made you king who told you that was acceptable who told who like it just it blows my mind and I feel like we're gonna have to kind of move away from this conversation a little bit because I'm getting really annoyed again him but that is my thoughts. So it kind of took a different turn, didn't it, really? Heart, heartbreak to justice system to racism. Like that's, that's all you get on hikes to happiness. Being able to hear other people's views on things. Um, but yeah, so... Um, a quote. Let me think of a quote. Let me think of a quote. Do I have any... Um, I'm just going to have a look. Here we go. This is a good one. I like this one. Be the love you never received. Be your own reason to smile. I love... These are cute. These these are good. These are good. So, yeah. So, that's how I'm going to end the podcast is be oh no we need a life hack as well be be the love you never received and be your own reason to smile 
You be the reason you've got a smile on your face. Don't let anybody take that away from you. Your smile's your best asset. Don't let anybody put that on there for you. You be the reason you smile. Because that is really... That's really all you need, is yourself. You, you and yourself. So, let's think of a life hack for today. Um... Let's have a look. Um, let's have a look. I don't really... I love life hacks, but I'm not... Apparently... This is a fun one. So I was just Googling life hacks. <laughs> this is a fun one. So apparently when taking a photo, squint your eyes. Because it makes your smile look so much more genuine. That is incredible. That ties into talking about self-love and self-help and heartbreak. And be your own reason to smile. Squint your eyes. So that's your life hack for today. And um, So I would just like to thank you again for listening. This was I managed to do it for 45 minutes, so I'm quite good. Um, But thank you for listening and hopefully join me next week for episode three. Thank you and goodbye.